Let's do it. it. <gasps> From the East Coast to the West Coast, this is the Coast to Coast NBA Podcast. I'm Chalanga. I'm Dylan. What up, Dylan? Nothing much. How you How doing? How are you doing? Are you feeling okay? Yeah, I feel good. I was sick for a little while. When I traveled, so I went home back to Minnesota. Oh, I thought you were... I'm not talking about going home to Minnesota. I'm talking about from last night. Were you sick from last night? Oh, I... Yeah, I went out in New York last night. I actually, like, was... I'm, I wasn't that sick. Uh, Abigail was very sick. She was... She threw up, like, three times before we made it onto the train to come home. Um, so... We College went, girls, what can I say? <laughs> we went to a TGIF to just, like, get some food. The one that's in Times Square? Or no, wait, is it downtown? We were in the financial district, so it was on, like, Wall and, um, no, Broadway and something or other. Uh, I'm 30% sure I've been there. Yeah, it's kind of close to the Trinity Church. Um and it's like you have to go down. It's in a basement. Anyway, we went in there because we were like, we need some food and whatever. And we're, we were waiting for our friend because they wanted to meet up for coffee. So we went down there. And then she was like, I need to go to the bathroom right now. So she went in there, did her business. And then she came back and she's like, okay, our friend texted us. So we got to go. So we're like, all right. So then we just hopped out of the TGIF after she threw up in the bathroom. Didn't purchase anything. Yes. Just used yes. their bathroom for the dirty business of vomiting. Thank God I flushed. Mm-hmm. TGIF. So yeah, but I feel okay. I, you know, I feel fine. Good. Mm-hmm. No vomit for me. Anyway, enough about me getting drunk. Let's talk about some basketball. Dylan, did you enjoy us the all-star weekend? I enjoyed it fine. I wasn't able to watch a lot of it, but yeah, I had to watch a lot of recaps. I watched um, the Skills Challenge live, which was so boring. <laughs> it was so, so boring. And I watched – so I watched uh, Saturday with the Skills Challenge and the three-point contest and the dunk contest live. Uh, but other than that, I kind of watched recaps. I watched like half of the All-Star game, but I, I did a lot of recap watching. The All-Star game was actually pretty good. My opinion of Friday and Saturday night was that the Celebrity All-Star Game was horrible. Always is. But, I mean, sometimes it's kind of fun. Like, they have Kevin Hart or they have Wynn Butler. And maybe I'm too old now, but Quavo doesn't do it for me. Well, he's not. They really need a a solid comedic presence. J.B. Smoove was not quite the the presence that that they really need you know they need someone who's really gonna make it a show tracy morgan yeah tracy morgan although i don't know if he could do it anymore (laughs) yikes uh but you're right they do need somebody that's gonna really kind of be take on the brunt of the entertainment um what did you think about the in-ear microphones and talking to ray allen while he was playing and who else did they talk to well, they did that for the All-Star Game, Asia too. Wilson? Oh, they did that for the All-Star Game, too. Okay. Yeah, so I liked it for the All-Star Game. I couldn't care less about uh, the Celebrity All-Star Game. <laughs> Just, I don't need to hear anybody. I don't need I don't need any of it. I'm, I'm in favor of keeping the Celebrity Game. They just really need to have, they need to be Just smart about who good. they pick. Yeah, make it good. 
it's a good concept, but I guess none of the celebrities wanted to go to Charlotte. <laughs> we we need a better city for this. It's in Chicago next year, right? That'll bring some people over at least. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, so what did you think about Okogi showing in the uh, Rising Stars game? I'm calling this, even those three days of Wednesday through Friday, I'm calling this the Okoganing. Ooh, I like it. From the Harden block, which was the nastiest block maybe I've ever so seen in good. my life. That was so good. That was so good. I mean, would you rank it in your top five blocks you've ever seen in your life? Along with the Zion Ooh. and LeBron block? <laughs> Top five? I don't know. That's I'm, I would have to go back and do some research. I don't want to put this on on record without having uh, gone back and, and really looking at all the blocks. Greatest Timberwolves block of all time. Yeah, let's say let's say that. I I guarantee that it's at least top five Timberwolf block of all time. <laughs> the storied past. <laughs> yeah. So I was so proud of how Josh Okogie looked like he belonged there because he was clearly bottom two chosen for the rising stars challenge right uh probably he was he was pro yeah he was probably pretty far down there him and, and chetty you know mm-hmm. and chetty looked like crap and okogi belonged in the game and had the nastiest dunk of the whole game yeah i was really impressed by him i'm i just continue to be so impressed by him he is just a gamer <laughs> he plays really hard he just needs he to scored one basket last night yeah but he has he has the confidence. He did have he had a lot of turnovers last night. But we're gonna talk about the game later. I was really impressed by Akogi. And a lot of those rookies looked really nice. I'm excited for this young crop of players. Uh Carl Anthony Davis Towns is what the next agenda item says. Oh, Explain what Marv you mean by that. Albert. <laughs> did you hear that when on Towns, one of Towns' dunks, he called him Anthony Davis. No way. Yeah. Marv uh, Albert made so many mistakes during that broadcast. It was kind of embarrassing, especially considering the fact that this is an all-star game. And it's like, well, these are the top 30 players in the NBA. You should know which one's which. I mean, but Marv's got to be like 100 years old at this point, right? I know. I know. But he shouldn't be calling all-star games then. Or maybe he should only be calling All Star Games as the Dirk replacement. So he should be like the, he should be on the on the bench. Mm. <laughs> yeah, he should. And then when <laughs> when somebody needs a break, he could come out and be like, "Hey, it's Marv Albert here." <laughs> yeah, the Adam Silver ex- exception broadcaster. <laughs> I like that. I really like that. That's a good idea. You should pitch but that then, to Adam Silver. But then have Doris call it. <laughs> or I guess she's color, isn't she? Who's the, who's the best play-by-play analyst in, ba- in national basketball right now? Because obviously it's Dave Benz, but... Uh, Jim Pete, duh. No, Jim Jim Pete's color. Who's the best play-by-play oh. nationally? Um, I don't know enough play-by-play guys. Me neither. Well, that was horrible. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about... Uh, so during the All-Star game, the actual All-Star game, the Sunday event, there were a lot of really amazing dunks. And so really quick, I want to go through and rank our top five dunks from the All-Star game. Coming in at my number five was something that we all wanted to see. The players involved said they wanted it to happen. They were looking for the opportunity. 
And my number five dunk is Dwayne Wade to LeBron James off the backboard. Beautiful to see Ugh. it one more time. How can you have that so low? Because it was it, the thing that needed to happen. I know, but it wasn't like that amazing. Plus, he didn't even Dwayne Wade didn't recreate the shot. If he would have recreated the like the the look to the camera look away, I think I would then it would have been number higher. one. Yeah, I would have ranked it a lot higher. But it was kind of cute because you saw that uh, NBA meme said Dwayne Wade looked away because he knew it was going to happen a thousand more times, and then he had to look the last time because it, it or he had to look in the All Star game because it could be the last. Yeah, that's so cute. Makes me, me want to cry. cry. I know that that made me feel really emotional. <laughs> This whole Dwayne Wade thing is so extra. It's making me cry. Stop making me cry, Dwayne Wade. I know. Basketball player. I know. I'm excited for his 18-hour documentary that's going to come out after he retires. So excited. You're so excited for the 30th best player of all time to have his documentary come out? <laughs> 30th best. But, like, best and importance don't always align. Dwayne Wade is incredibly important to basketball history i don't think he's in the top 30 i don't think he's in the sorry i don't think he is in the top 20 of importance most important basketball players maybe maybe that is okay most important to me and my generation of basketball fans oh okay yeah (laughs) (laughs) most important to your opinion okay i'll go with that yo Dwayne Wade is a shit i don't give a fuck all right, what's your number five dunk? <laughs> My number five dunk is the Steph Curry dunk. Which one? It was one? fun. Oh, when Go he for bounced it. it off the floor to himself? Yeah, and... in garbage time. It's fine. Go for it. You deserve it. It's your. It's, this is your town, I guess. See, I actually ranked that number three because I did not know that he could do that. Obviously, he's athletic. I didn't know that he could do a turnaround dunk like that. And with ease. You know, it's, it's like kind of funny the things that Steph Curry is allowed to do in a game like <laughs> you know that his coaches are like please Steph don't try not to dunk too much like don't put your body <laughs> in in uh in harm's way like that because obviously he's got some dunking ability that he just doesn't use it looks like now he and Clay are gonna be in a competition to see who gets the most dunks for the rest of the year that's cool they're all they all want to dunk now I'm into that they're tired of shooting threes they just want to dunk <laughs> Lob City. What's your number four of, dunk? Of the Bay. Lob Bay. <laughs> my, my number four dunk is the Paul George 360. Reverse 360. Whatever. It's important. That's much harder. Yeah, it was good. It was nice. Once again, I said this to you before the pod, but this was better than the actual dunk contest. Kind of. It's It's much more exciting to see people who you actually care about doing good dunks you know but it was also just kind of more athletic literally just better dunks yeah how about that john collins airplane dunk what a stinker yikes my number four is also the paul george dunk so perfect my number three was the curry bounce reverse to himself what's your number three i'm gonna say lebron number three way to lebron yeah 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 can't argue with that Number two, I think we both got the same one. One, two, three. Cat Anthony Towns. That's right. Down the Anthony lane. Anthony Davis. <laughs> Carl Anthony Davis Towns down the lane 
with a ferocious slam. I love it when he when he slams the ball. He just like, oh, he goes so hard, so much force. My favorite part of all of last Sunday was that Carl Anthony Davis Towns made Anthony Davis look like he didn't belong at All Star Weekend. Cause TBH he didn't. Yeah, he just disappeared. I think he literally disappeared. He didn't even come into the game in the second half, did he? No, Maybe he, he was played. Hurt. He played five minutes, and he should have been hurt, and they could have had an injury replacement. Yeah, that's true. There are people in the West who could have, who are fair All Stars that could have been in the game. Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray. Mike Conley. <laughs> Not Mike Conley. Anthony Davis's teammate Drew Holiday. Yeah, Drew. I like Drew. C.J. McCollum. Point being that Carl Lee Towns, after some early struggles, looked really great. And that dunk that he had going down the lane with the pass from Ben Simmons was just nasty. It, it was, was nasty. so nasty. And the number one dunk of the night has to go to Curry to Giannis off the high bounce. That was crazy. That was the most impressive alley I've ever seen. Yeah, I've I've never seen anything like that in a game before that was nuts so i was uh i saw a video online and it said by the when when Giannis grabbed that ball it was 12 and a half feet in the air oh my god <laughs> that's six inches below the backboard that's crazy Giannis is gonna pick up some quarters up there yo that's why i want to see him in the dunk contest next year <laughs> oh. all right enough about all-star weekend let's talk about last night Wolves with a fairly easy win over the New York Knicks. I was actually at Madison Square Garden to watch this game, Dylan. Let's talk about MSG. Yeah, it's amazing. It's an amazing stadium. You looked like you were far away, but actually the game seemed pretty close. I was not that far. I was in the, I was in the second balcony, but I was like the third row from the front in the second balcony. So my seats were pretty good all things considered yeah it looks like they do a good job of keeping people close yeah i honestly i felt closer i i I was closer than i would be at a on the second level at a wolves game i you can always tell when you feel close to a basketball game because the people look large when you're far away the people don't look (laughs) large but i was close enough to be like man these people are big yeah so here are some some highlights from madison square garden one that place is packed it was packed for a horrible Knicks team against a middling Timberwolves team that's amazing it was yeah like literally almost sold out so the 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 lower level was not quite as packed but the upper levels there was not an open seat in the house I was looking around and it was just a full sea of people that's unbelievable yeah to come see the worst team in the league can you imagine like and and the crowd was hype like anytime the Knicks did anything that was cool which the Knicks do they got a lot of dunkers on their squad so there was quite a quite a lot of dunks a lot of missed dunks a lot of blocks and anytime as I said it was the best Iowa Wolves win we've had in a while (laughs) oh man that's so true anytime the Knicks did anything remotely impressive the arena lit up it was wild it was absolutely wild uh, and, you know, what's funny is that I, I wonder, I don't think any of those people at the game could name more than 
one or two Knicks players right now. <laughs> one know, or like, two if they're lucky. If they're lucky. I mean, it's just Porzingis and Mellow jerseys everywhere. So <laughs> it's like if if you are if you are or have ever been a good Nick, you are a huge, huge celebrity. So I understand why KD and Kyrie might want to go play in New York because that would be a big deal. Can I ask you one more question? Yeah. If you're comfortable answering, how much did you pay for your tickets and when? They were a gift for oh. Christmas, so I don't know. But so I don't know. I, but I was looking up seat prices in yeah, approximately where we were. It was like $140. Holy crap. Mm-hmm. For a team that's tanking that has no all-star. Mm-hmm. No star. Mm-hmm. It's bad. Against a it's... team with one all-star that wasn't even playing. Well, not that they would have known when they were buying the ticket, but but yeah, so it's expensive. But the experience is great. the The on court entertainment is leaves something to be desired. They don't have a mascot, uh, which is really too bad. And Nick Lachey, I thought it was Nick Lachey. <laughs> no, no, no mascots uh, for for the New York Knicks. <laughs> It's it's actually the Nickelodeon blob. It's just this big orange blob that runs around. <laughs> that would be awesome. The the little guy that talks to you and on Nick Jr. Yeah, that'd be so perfect. Uh, but the the food at Madison Square Garden is amazing. Uh, we had these wings that were, and it wasn't even crazy. It was twelve dollars for like eight wings, and they were delicious. Like I would have them again. I and, spent more money for eight wings yesterday. Oh shit! Damn. But they were. It was like bougie, bougie wings, bougie wings. Yeah, the beer is like fair, like fair stadium price. It was thirteen fifty for an eighteen ounce, big big boy can. Okay. Okay. So it's just like a standard arena pricing, uh, but it the food was good, the atmosphere was good, the basketball was bad. So let's talk about that bad basketball. Well, I was just gonna say, three hundred three straight games. And the one that you went to happened to be the one that Carl Anthony Towns wasn't playing in. I know. It was really too bad. It was really, really too bad. But at the end of the day, it was just really nice to see live Timberwolves basketball. And we were actually sitting right in front of another pair of Wolves fans. So we were cheering together the whole time. Like That's trying, cute. Trying not to did make too him, much of a scene. Did you give him a business card? I did. Yes. Also, I just want to complain. I just wanted to go see Dave Benz. I, I tweeted at him. I was hoping that he would work his magic and just help a fan out. I get it, Dave. Oh. I, I get that you can't just do that all the time. But I do appreciate you, Dave, for liking my tweets and, and responding. when uh, All of our tweets. All He's of them. He's a great big fan of this podcast. Seriously. Well, <laughs> we'll see about that. We'll review s- us, Dave. Oh, Dave Benz, if you give us a review, I will seriously send you an autographed photo of me in a frame. <laughs> and I will send you a lock of my hair. All right. Uh, let's talk about the on-the-court stuff from last night. So you're right. No Carl Anthony Towns and no Gorgie Jang. So Towns was out because he was in a car accident on the way to the airport on uh friday and he was put into concussion protocol 
So he tra- he's traveling with the team. He just has to pass the concussion test, and he might be available tonight. I'm not sure. I haven't heard yet whether or not he has passed. I haven't heard one bit for an all-star. It's insane how tight-lipped this is kept. Nothing. There's basically nothing on it. They're just like, oh, well, we'll, we'll know when we know. What happened in this car accident? Yeah. Who was driving? Was yeah. Gorgie driving? <laughs> Gorgie's out for personal reasons. That's all they give. Gave for him. He's attending to a personal matter. He will not be playing tonight either. It sounds like sounds like he was driving. Yeah, probably. He's Gorgie's currently dealing with the legal case. <laughs> Too bad for Gorgie though because although Gorgie makes plenty of money, that'll be I no think problem. going to be fine. Yeah, Gorgie'll be just fine. So Last night, there was no active centers proper, like proper active centers. So Taj Gibson got the start at center, <laughs> which was totally fine against the Knicks because... Mitchell Robinson's their starter? Uh, DeAndre Jordan, actually. But Oh, yeah. DeAndre Jordan is so slow-footed at this point that having actually having a little bit of a smaller player on him was really advantageous for the Wolves because Taj was just really abusing him all night. He scored a season high 20 points. Even though there were no centers, the Timberwolves pick and roll game was on point. Game high 20 points. Oh, game I think there high. were four players that scored 20 points, including my boy Alonzo Trier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he had a pretty good game. He was doing some cool stuff. He is... He is very exciting to watch. I'll tell you what. He's fast, and he really he goes for it. He's going to try to make the awesome play before he makes the simple play. Yeah. Which Kinda I, I could reminds appreciate. reminds me of the other guy who scored 20 points, Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose. <laughs> yeah. I'm just glad we got out of there. I was talking to a, an Irish father and his son while I was waiting to re-enter after getting um, – a hot dog because you have to wait until a whistle at MSG before you can find your seat again. And so I'm waiting and the little boy had a Porzingis jersey. So I turned to him. I said, that's too bad about Porzingis, huh? And they kind of looked at me like they didn't know what I was talking about. And I was like, oh, because he got traded. And they were like, oh, yeah, yeah. And then we're kind of quiet, like like they were embarrassed. Oh, And, And then they said, that 25 is a pretty good player, huh? I was like, 25, 25. Oh, Derek Rose. Oh, yeah, God. He, he's a pretty good player. You're right. <laughs> oh, God. That's the exact takeaway that my nephews had. They were like, oh, we love Derek Rose. And I'm like, oh, I he's know. definitely exciting to watch on a basketball court. Yes, he is. Even Abigail last night was like, he is really good at this game. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. He is. It's undeniable. And he's got so much. He's just electric. He's electric. Anyone can see it from 1 to 92. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyway, the the centerless roster was uh, interesting. It was really, really interesting. There was a lot of time spent playing four forwards and one point guard, which has kind of been the the norm as of late, uh, except... We usually have one of Gorgie or, Ta- or, or or Kat in there with those three forwards. But Luol Deng was serving as a backup five off the bench and doing an okay job, actually. 
all things considered. Um, he has really been, Luol Deng has really been important in the wake of this Robert Covington injury. So Rocco hasn't played since uh, December 31st, 2018. So it's been almost two months now that he's been out. And Luol Deng has really stepped up in his absence, playing the three, four, and five. Been asked to play a bunch of different roles, to be a shooter, to be a scorer, to be a defender. And he's doing a really good job. He's really holding his own. And I remember that somebody, who was this? Somebody was saying... I don't know who... Let's just move on Lil from Dang that. Lil Dang probably Let's will just never keep play. Moving. Can we... And that he was we just really keep unimportant we should probably keep signing. We, have, we don't have a lot of time. I guess we could keep moving, Dylan. <laughs> Uh, this brings me to our next category. I want to talk about uh, the no Rocco MVP. So since Robert Covington has been out, who do you think has been the most important player in his absence? And I'm talking about bench players only. So obviously, Carl Anthony Towns is the most player on the Tim- important player on the Timberwolves. But as far as bench players or role players, who has really stepped up in the absence of Robert Covington and impressed you? Okay, that's actually extremely interesting because it brings me to the point that i was actually going to make next anyway according to dave benz our favorite fan of our podcast since january 30th nobody in the nba has been a more reliable three-point shooter dario Saric, with 21 three-point makes and 32 attempts is at 65 and a half percent damn he's got to shoot more he's got to shoot way more insane that's the highest that's the highest uh, with that amount of makes until you get down to Clay Thompson at 26 and 51 with at 51%. He's made 21 threes in th- this month. He needs to shoot more. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. That's wild. I didn't, I did not know that. Dario Sarge though is a player. He kind of sneaks up with you and how good he is. You know, he'll, he kind of spaces out his scoring, and they look back at the box score, and they're like, oh, Dario at 18 points? Really? Okay. Cool. But he scores also, last night especially, at the most opportune moments. Mm-hmm. Because I felt like every time the Knicks were coming back, he had a three. There was him. Dario. Yep. And it was a huge three that was like we were, we were down, or we were up seven, and he got a three and brought it back to double digits and, yep. like, made the whole team feel comfortable again. Yes, and that's the type that's the type of plays that the Wolves need to be making. That is the type of plays that the Wolves need to be making. And it's something it's, opportune scoring is something that the Wolves have really lacked. Yeah, so, we haven't been able to take advantage of the situations where the other team is struggling on offense because it seems like every time they struggle on offense, we struggle on offense. But that's when we need to really go for the kill. Yeah, yeah, and you know, the Wolves they what they do is they fall asleep and, and they get unengaged dario is a player that does not do that he is ready to play he shows up and he wants to play the game i think he has been disengaged because he wasn't starting and i think he's been kind of figuring out how to play with this specific team but it's been clear though over the last month that he's started to figure it out definitely yeah and i don't know i don't know if he was unengaged when he wasn't starting i think he was I think to me it read as more like frustrated and also really trying to figure out as opposed to like unengaged where you watch Andrew Wiggins 
float or you watch Jeff Teague just true. Jeff Teague stops passing and starts just playing this like easy form of basketball for him of dribbling, 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 fucked up floater, you know, but when he's engaged and moving the ball and trying to get other people involved and really manipulating the pick and roll, he's a whole different player, you know? True. Um, Whereas he did do the Jeff Teague thing though, where he balked on threes for a little bit, but now that he's starting to shoot and Mm -hmm. starting to let it flow, Mm -hmm. it's the shots are going in. They are going in. Uh, that's good to hear that he's the the, the leading three point uh, percentage shooter in for February. The year of oh, in February or is it since December? You said this. It since, was since January thirtieth. Oh, January thirtieth. Okay. So for the last twenty five or so days. Okay. Twenty five ish. I'm into that. Let's get this guy shooting more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm actually. I'm gonna. I'm gonna roll this over into our next top topic and we're going to be looking forward in the wolf season. So the wolves are in an interesting point where they are kind of in the playoff race. They're definitely on the outside looking in, but there's a chance. And the so next tell me there's a chance. I'm telling you there's a chance. The next 9 games are a really important stretch. We've got 9 games and only 4 games against current playoff teams after that the last 15 games the wolves play 13 of them are against current playoff teams so in this stretch tonight the wolves are at the bucks then they come home versus the kings then it's at hawks at pacers at wizards so that's their next five how many we have to go four and one we have to go four and one right so I imagine that we'll probably lose to the Bucks tonight if Towns can't play. If Towns can play, there's a chance. If Towns can't play, I don't think that we have any chance of hanging They've with the They've just killed us this year. I, I don't know if there's a chance either way, but that would be the only way there would be a chance. Yeah. I'm ready to scratch that off as a loss. The next four games, Kings, Hawks, Pacers, Wizards, these could be huge. If we beat the Kings, they're ahead of us in the standings. That could be a really, really huge win. However... We have not played super well against the Kings this year. They blew us out once, and then we narrowly beat them once, right? I, yeah, we're either 1-2 and two or 1-1 one and one against them. Yeah. Uh, and they play really fast, which does not always uh, bode well with this Timberwolves roster. However, since Ryan Saunders has started coaching, the team is playing a lot faster. So this could be a very different matchup than we've seen in the past. So... I just want to point something out here. If you include the Knicks game over these next 10 games, four back-to-backs. Yeah. That's tough. There's no way. That's tough. Four back-to-backs. Even if Rocco comes back. Four back-to-backs, but also games. two games against the Knicks, two games against the Wizards, and a game against the Hawks. Yeah, Wizards-Knicks is about the best back-to-back that you can get in the NBA right now. Yep. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Do you think the Wolves have a chance to make the playoffs? No. I think that there is less than a 1% chance. Less than a 1% chance. One in a million. If the Wolves beat the Bucks tonight, do you think they have a chance to make the playoffs? One in 999,999. If Robert Covington <laughs> comes back against the Kings, do the Wolves have a chance to make the playoffs? One in 500. Okay. <laughs> I like where I like where we're going here. If the 
if the Wolves add Carmelo Anthony to their team, do you think they have a chance of making the playoffs? One in a squillion. <laughs> <laughs> what is a squillion? Is that is that is that isn't that the name of Squidward's rich friend on SpongeBob? No. Oh yeah. That's uh, squillium, right? Squillium, yeah. One in a squillium. <laughs> squillium fancy pants or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, squillion's just something my girlfriend says, so I decided to say it. I like it's that her favorite Squ- number. Squillion. Is it real? No, it's not real at all. I think you're right, Dylan. The Wolves have a, such a slim chance of making the playoffs. This has never been a team that can string together a long series of wins. And I don't think that's going to happen now. Although, if we think back to last year, the Pelicans went like 18 in 20 to end the season and battled their way all the way up into the like the sixth seed and made the playoffs. So, or seventh seed or something. So maybe, maybe there's a slim chance, but this time you have to get around LeBron. Yeah, you got to get around LeBron. You got to get around the Kings, who are actually have they got a lot better after the trade deadline and marvin bagley has been playing really really well harrison barnes is a great fit at the four and no matter how much steve ballmer says he wants to win and wants to get into the playoffs i don't believe him i can't i can't bet against lebron and i can't bet against lebron either yeah Uh, another playoff list wolf season But there's still hope. It's still a win if we're hovering around 500. If we win 40 games, I consider it a successful season. Yeah, I think so. Especially, like, if, if you think about it, there was a lot of injuries. And going forward, hopefully we can figure out our identity as a team. And it seems like Brian has a good idea of what the team should be. Mm-hmm. And he always takes... The most opportune timeouts. Yes, he does. Even yes, when it was like a, someone hit a three and then we were only up six or seven. And I was like, oh, God, this is horrible. Ryan Saunders timeout. I think he's a good coach. I think he is, too. I'm always impressed with his lineup work. I'm always impressed with his time, like his timing for everything. His substitutions. Time yeah. Really good. His substitutions come in at like just the perfect moments. Sometimes I'm like, oh, man, maybe it's like Luol Deng's been out there for just a little too long. But then Luol Deng does something good, and I'm like, oh, I guess not. <laughs> he played 10 players last night, and he didn't have Carl Lee Towns or Gorgie Jang. Yeah. So he went through his whole roster. Yes, he, he did. He had to literally use his whole roster Kida, last night. Kita Bates-Diop played, except Isaiah Cannon. He did not play. But Yeah, I guess so. Or Jared Bayless. But Keita Bates-Diop did play 13 minutes. The Knicks PA announcers, when he made a shot, they said, Keita Bates-Dior. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which means that he there was a typo on the sheet. and <laughs> <laughs> he, Well, he only scored once, so that you only heard it once. It was a nice corner three. That's right. He looked okay. He didn't look completely lost, but he was playing, he, yeah. playing the, against the Knicks. So 
I was going to say there was never one time where I felt like he made a horrible, horrible decision. Yeah. And in fact, there was this one time where he made a really awesome decision and it was sneakily a really good assist to Josh Kogi. Yes, it was. Sneaky, sneaky. One last thing I want to bring up about the game. I'm, I'm walking a little backwards, but this is something I noticed and I really appreciated is that there were several very sloppy plays, a lot of unforced turnovers, a lot of just really dumb mistakes by the Timberwolves. But on almost every occasion, the Wolves got back, played really good defense after the turnover, and did not allow a score, which was really nice to see. Granted, everything everything in this conversation is taken with a grain of salt because it is the New York Knicks. But it's good to see a team that has that fight that even when they make a mistake, like when they make a mistake, they ratchet it up even harder so that they don't, so it's not a costly mistake. That was really nice to see last night. And it was just nice to get a road win against a shit team and be able to win by about 10 points. Absolutely. Absolutely. The game was almost never in jeopardy, which was fantastic. Now for our final segment of the podcast. Would you rather? Brought to you by Dole Fruit. No, it's brought to you by Lindsey Whalen. <laughs> That's all you had to say. That's all you had to say is Lindsey Whalen, but you keep on just saying different products. <laughs> all right, one, one more time. One more time. All right, you got it this time. And now for the final segment of the podcast. Would you rather? Brought to you by Lindsey Whalen. Oh. <sighs> The Timberwolves' next great coach. Next, you mean after Ryan Saunders? Yes. Yes, 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 yes. yes, Okay. Because Minnesota's currently got their current great coach. That's right. Dylan, would you rather raise and love a cat and then have to kill it and eat it or raise and love a dog and then have to kill it and eat it? I would rather raise and love a dog because there's no way – in my heart that I could ever love a cat. Mm. Okay. You got out of that one because you hate cats. And I'm okay eating my dog. That's something that I love. <laughs> That's something that you love dearly? I hate cats so much. I don't even want to eat them. Wow. What about Lindsay Whalen? What would Lindsay Whalen think? I think Lindsay Whalen would be in the same boat, to be honest. I think that Lindsay, no, Lindsay Whalen likes dogs way more. Oh, you like dogs way more, too. But I think Lindsay Whalen could love a cat, so she doesn't get that out. So then it becomes, which would she more easily be able to kill? And mm. based on her Instagram, she's got a lot of dogs, or at least one dog that she loves. <laughs> so I'm guessing that she would rather kill and eat a cat that she loves. That's fair. Lindsay, uh, if you're listening, please send us an email. Lindsay, if you're listening, please think about nutrition. Cats are lean meat. They're not going to produce much nutrition. They're going to be so gross and so tough. All right, Dylan. That was another great episode. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on all the socials, on Twitter at Coast to Coast MBA, on Instagram at Coast to Coast MBA Pod. Send us an email at Coast to Coast MBA Pod at gmail.com. Please listen rate and review 
subscribe and download. Just do all the podcast stuff. I know that you all listen to a million podcasts and you know how to support a podcast. So don't make me tell you. Just do it. At Tweet Dave Benz, please review us. Also, if you're listening, follow at Tweet Dave Benz. He's a great follow. He's a- I, I think I know why people aren't reviewing us because we've asked for a good review and I don't think any one of our listeners could possibly think of one good thing thing to say about our podcast that's fine if you can't think of something good to say say something don't say it at all yeah don't say it don't give us a bad review we can't have one review and it be a bad review <laughs> i'm about to create a fake apple id and download it and subscribe to the podcast and review it wait <laughs> wait I th- we never thought of this why don't we just use our own goddamn account and review our own podcast oh shit and that will open the floodgates. Then we'll start getting another review and another review. And before you know it, we'll, have we'll reach 10K. Four oh. Hey, yeah, I'm, 10K. I'm thinking big, man. All right. I really wanted a chance to meet Dave Benz. I was so I was so upset. <laughs> yeah, it's too bad. Yeah, it's okay. You're not the only person who told me to pull the race card. Really? Who yeah, else? Yeah, it's pretty much everyone. Uh, the, Abby? Abby told me to do that. <laughs> and I said the same thing I said to you. After Jesse Smollett, can't be doing that. You ruined it for us all, Jesse. Now it's not an advantage. Boy cried wolf. No. All right. Thank you for listening. Have a great night. Thanks, Dylan. Thank you, Chilanka. Podcast abuse. That was podcast abuse. Yeah, my bad. My bad. I have a right to live my life.